All right. You ready? ready? Are you ready? I am ready. Let's bloody go. On. Buongiorno. Hello, Zan. How are you? I'm excited, me Forhurst. I know. It's a special day today. <laughs> it's where all of our hard work culminates into this one episode where we celebrate the year that was. And I cannot believe it. We're here already. We're here already. It's the end of the year. It is the first bang on into December, our second last episode for 2023. And as always, we will be doing a year in review very, very soon, capturing all the many cooked and glorious things that happened in 2023. Yeah. Some of this stuff oh. your head will spin, I reckon. You won't mm. believe that it happened in the last 12 months. I know. When we put the list together, I'd already forgotten about half of it and had to look <laughs> them up online. So that says immediately how quickly the year has gone. Um, yeah, I had to actually look up again Gwyneth Paltrow's ozone therapy to remind myself of exactly what it was. Rectal ozone so therapy even. That's it. That's it. <laughs> it's a little teaser of the excitement you Just can expect. Just a teaser. <laughs> Yeah, and you went, oh, my goodness, was that really 2023? Before we it get into was. that, we will be capturing the week that was, music, art, life and stuff. And also, speaking of very exciting things, Miff, we have a huge announcement for Bang Fam. Last oh, yeah. Friday, we announced that we are going to be coming to the Adelaide Fringe Festival, two shows at the goddamn Spiegel Tent. Amazing. In February. And that's not all. We might have teased that we are going to be visiting all corners of Australia. A lot of people already getting excited about that. This isn't going to be announced until Monday. Can we reveal to the Bang Fam where we're going to be going? Why not? Because, I mean, really, it's Christmas. This is our gift to you. Let's go rogue. We do do have pre-sales, so you want to get in on the pre-sales. You don't want to miss out and you want to get the best seats because there'll be all sorts of stuff happening. It'll be interactive. It'll be a celebration of Bang Fan together at last because this is our first time we've ever hit the road. Yeah, and this is the first Bang On Live since 2019, but we've never done anything like this before. This has been something we've been desperately wanting to do for years and we are bringing Bang On Live to Adelaide, Newcastle, Perth. Yes. Perth for Ooh, the first time. We're going to Perth. We're going to Perth. Hobart, Bendigo, Canberra, Melbourne, a very big show in Melbourne. Oh, yeah. Brisbane. Might be a couple of shows there. Sydney, another amazing show in one of our favourite venues. Geelong, Wollongong, Cairns, Trelgan and Wyong. What a list. <laughs> That's all, that's dotting the country, I think you call that. All points, dotting all points and, and places that a lot of people have been saying for ages, please come, please come, especially places like Hobart have been singing out for it and, yeah, I'm just so excited, Zan. I'm so excited too. We're going to get a private jet. We're going to have teams of people taking care of us. <laughs> private jet will be like a Rex flight where there'll be just the three, you know, you and me and, you know, a couple of other people. So A bickie and a cup of tea. That. Yeah, let's consider that as our private jet. It's fine. All the details can be found very soon. We'll be announcing the full dates and details on Monday. So just keep an eye on the link in our buyers on our socials. It's all there. Big list of Bang On Live. Uh, It'll be up on the Double J website too. We are so, so excited about Bang On Live coming to all corners of Australia. We're seriously, we've been cooking up something good. And this is going to be a massive Bang Fam reunion as well. I can't wait for one time. Well, one time, and that's the thing, you know, and, and the beautiful thing about these events is that Bang Fam get to meet other Bang Fam. So it's a bit of a social, it's a social event as well, not just seeing us entertain you and give you lots of lols, but, 
you get to meet other like-minded folk and it's beautiful. 100%. It's going to be huge. That's happening next year. This year, though, very soon we'll do our year in review. First, though, last week we were talking about the Macquarie Dictionary and the Merriam-Webster Dictionary's Word of the Year. And we were wondering what the Oxford Dictionary Word of the Year would be because that usually lands around this time. What is it, Miff? Last year it was Goblin Mode. What have they gone with in 2023? This year they did not disappoint, Zan. They came up with something I'd also never heard before, um, which clearly means I'm out of touch, fingered not on the pulse, all of those things. Uh, this word is riz, R-I-double-Z. And I think we mentioned that last week, didn't we, in I, Yeah, on, I think it was one of the... possibility. For, well, it was one of the front runners for the Macquarie Dictionary Award of the Year as well for the Australian version. So riz is very much the word of at least Australia and, and the UK, it seems. Short for charisma. Now, uh, this is something I didn't realise. Yeah, now it yeah. makes sense, right? Because it's the middle bit that's shortened. If yeah. you take away the char and the ma, you've got the middle riz, and that's what it that's, is. That's true. And I think it came about because a movie star who's in one of those Marvel movies, you know, the ones who I don't even know who they are anymore because there's so many of them, <laughs> um, actually said it in an interview. He said, talking about his brother or something, he's got the riz, I ain't got the riz, um, and that's how it came about. So... There you go. It's that simple. Just shorten a word and all of a sudden you're in the dictionary. I'm, I'm, I'm already working out things for next year, I think. Oh, yeah? You're going to make up yeah. your own word, put, lob it in with the 150 million words that they scour worldwide to figure out what's going to be the word of the year? Just going to throw your hat in the ring? Yeah, I think well, we've got the formula. Just use a shortened version of an already existing word. It's nothing new. Very disappointing with Riz. Have I have I ever told you about the time that years ago a friend of mine, Dan, wanted to like enter a word into the vernacular? Wanted to see if he could do it, and he um he wanted to make like wizard, like oh that's wizard instead of like oh, wicked. That's that. wizard. Never obviously never took off, but people do try. To. <laughs> And I was like, what does it say? Wizard means good. What does it mean if something's bad? And he's like, well, that's warlock. Like, he's still oh. there. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he was playing lots of Dungeons like and Dragons. That. I don't know. Yeah. I quite like that. I'm into it. Wizards and warlocks. And whiz is, whiz is good and war is bad. I mean, you can shorten both of those words and that makes sense. So yeah. well, Give it a go. Do you want to know give what some go. of the other um, things that were up for the word of the year that didn't yes, quite make please. the cut? Okay. Situationship, which is something that we've definitely heard, which is a romantic mm. and sexual or sexual relationship that is not considered to be formal or established. Beige flag. I haven't heard this. A character trait mm. that indicates that a partner or potential partner is boring or lacks originality. <laughs> That's so brutal. So you haven't got a red flag, you've got a beige flag. A bit like There's meh. red flags, beige flags and green flags, I think. Green flags means it's good, obviously. Go. Oh, yeah, but good. But beige flag is just... <laughs> You fell asleep while you were thinking about them. You've settled. Basically, you're yeah. you're actively settling. And you know what? That's fine as well. Parasocial, um, which is something we've talked about a lot, which is designating a, a relationship characterised by one-sided, unreciprocated sense of intimacy. Felt like a viewer, felt like, felt by a viewer, fan or follower for a well-known mm. or prominent figure. A lot of parasocial relationships going on with various people on social media, big stars, Taylor Swift, yeah, might, we talk about a lot as well. That's true. I was thinking about it, though, who I have parasocial relationships with online. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think it's mostly animals on Instagram. <laughs> that's the only content <laughs> that you reshare. That's the only one I, I want to know really what's going on in their lives, everyone else, CBF. But if there's, like, there's a pig that I'm following <laughs> that, that has, um, I think his name's Merlin, that has these buttons that he presses when he wants things and he cracks the shits. Like, that's the only parasocial relationship I need, really. You've got your I just faves. want to know how he is, yeah. 
You want to know how Merlin the pig is? <laughs> Look him up. He's hilarious. He, he says he wants food and more food and then the parent says no. So he takes himself off to his bedroom and shuts the door and cracks it. Oh, my God. He's amazing. He's amazing. All right. I'm putting that in the show notes. Merlin yeah. the pig. This is the sort of joy that Miff Warhurst brings to you every week. Swifty also yeah. made the shortlist too, which, of course, is an enthusiastic fan of the singer Taylor Swift. And there's plenty of those because did you hear that she has made the Time Magazine Person of the Year. Pretty big deal, eh? Massive year for yeah. Tay-Tay. And she's on the front cover. She's Time Person, Time's Person of the Year, Time Magazine's Person of the Year. Massive yeah. accomplishment. Well, it's better than when Victoria awarded it to a horse, as we've spoken of before <laughs> here on Bang On, uh, the Herald Sun. Thank you very much for Woman of the Year. Taylor Swift got Person of the Year. A lot of, a lot of people are saying, you know, they're disappointed, saying it's distracting from what's going on in the world at the moment. And I do get that. But uh, she is also very much in everybody's consciousness around the world at the moment with the tour and the new relationship. And you know what I love that she did for the photo shoot for Time Cover of the Year? She took her cat. I saw that. Popped it on her shoulders. And she, actually she is all tweeted, of us. She actually just tweeted about it. She, she wrote, Time Magazine, we'd like to name you person of the year, Y-E-A, no R on the end, me, can I bring my cat? <laughs> sure. You can do anything, Taylor. You'd want anything Merv to be like. part of your photo shoot if you were Woman of the Year, wouldn't you? I'd definitely I get Norman Merv involved. Merv and Steve. Yeah, Merv, Merv and, and Steve. Steve together, although the, the, they'd scratch me <laughs> to pieces before they'd stand in front of a camera with a camera person. Norman would be good, though. He'd be calm. Oh, I doubt that. He'd look like a deer in headlights, but he'd be the best <laughs> beautiful boy in the world and he'd take away all the, uh, all the attention from me, that's for sure. But I love that she celebrated her cat in one of those photos. It's been, I reckon it's kind of dismissive to say that a pop singer shouldn't get Time Magazine's Person of the Year because the reasons that they sort of outlined it was, well, the editor-in-chief said that she was the rare person who is both the writer and hero of her own story, Ooh. true, and she found a way to transcend borders and be a source of light. And I think we can agree that this year has been very challenging for so many reasons for a lot of people and she really needed to, you know, we really needed to have, you know, every moment of light that we could. Her Eras Tour has been one of the biggest tours of all time. The concert film, obviously she's been re-recording all of her own music, which is a whole other of, you know, empowered feminist act in itself when you think about the reasons why she did that. Yeah. Um, and she's just been bringing a whole lot of light to a whole lot of people. So I'm like, go for it. And it's just cover of a magazine. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's great, but also like, don't think about it too much. Just enjoy yeah. it. <laughs> enjoy it. Enjoy it. Um, some other breaking news that came through this week. All I want Mariah Carey has been knocked off the top of the tree. Brenda Lee, who I didn't realise, recorded this when she was 13 years old. No. Fun fact. I didn't know that. Did you know that? Rocking around the Christmas tree. I had no idea. She was barely a teenager. 
Um, like many yeah. in those days. Well, seriously, 1964, I think it was when it was recorded. This has just taken the number one spot, the first Christmas hit in the Billboard Hot 100 chart this season. 58, she recorded it. I lie, even younger. And, of course, it's had many incarnations over the years. It popped up on Home Alone and what have you. But this year... Brenda Lee popped it on TikTok. She started a TikTok account. She made a new music video. And surprise, surprise, this has paid off. And she's now number one. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. Speaking of TikTok, that's my favourite one, Silla Black. Um, It's been a – it was an amazing thing, like, to think that she had the foresight to actually take this song that has, you know, been around for pretty much forever – give it a new life and offer it up to the kids of TikTok. But it's also got that, that perfect sound as well. It's, it's got that retro joy about it yeah. that, that sounds a little bit it's, – it's, it's not sort of that cheesy Hollywood Christmas sound. There's a little bit of an edge to it, which I like when you listen to it. And um, the new clip is great. She's looking fabulous. She's popped a great wig on. And uh, <laughs> it's worth a look. Lots of handsome and attractive young people in it. It's perfect. Good wig work. I love that in a music video. Good wig work. Good wig work. Good wig work. But also too, I mean, maybe it is a change. Maybe Mariah is on, you know, people are looking for new things now. And I I feel both, uh, I feel a bit torn and conflicted about that because I like having Mariah at Christmas. It's, it just makes sense. But I'm happy to share. Yeah. Happy to share. (laughs) And you know what? She's fine. Mariah's fine. She's still going to rake in the cash. I'm sure she'll be number one (laughs) next week as well. I'm sure she'll come back around. She'll release a video. She'll get on the TikToks, as I now call it, um, and everything will be fine. But good on you, Brenda Lee. Thanks, Gran and Brenda Lee, (laughs) the TikToks. It means we are heading towards the end of the year. The season is upon us. Um, All the different holidays, a big summer break coming your way. It is time now to look back at the year that was for our Year in Review. The Bang On Year in Review for the year 2023. Yes, it's our annual look back at the year that was 12 months. So much has happened. A lot of crazy stuff. and We're going to celebrate it all. Um, beginning with something that I didn't think I'd be saying at the start of 2023, Miff. It was the year mm. of the bear. Who knew? Who knew? And shout-outs to Brad. all our actual bears, our queer family. We're not talking about you. We do love you, but we're talking about actual bears. And it was your year as well, of course. It's every year's your year, obviously. Always. Always. <laughs> you know how to do life right. Yeah, but it was – well, it started out with Cocaine Bear, which I have to admit I still haven't seen, even though I've had plenty of opportunity to watch it on a plane. Oh, well, should we remind um, people of what that sounded like really quickly? Because that yeah. was one of my cinematic highlights. Apex Predator. That's something for you to catch up with over so summer, Miff. Yeah, can't wait, can't wait. I don't know why I didn't watch it on the plane. I think I felt like I needed a bigger screen or something to enjoy it in its, in its glory. <laughs> yeah, it's like June and Cocaine Bear. They're the things that you need yeah. to see at the cinema. That's correct, correct. <laughs> and then we had Fat Bear Week, which um, was a vibe too, wasn't it? Oh, totally. The discovery um, of Fat Bear Week. Fat Bear Week, where there was a competition in America, or was it Canada? I can't remember, it doesn't matter. Uh, where <laughs> people got to vote for their favourite bear that was doing the process of fattening themselves mm. up. And we had a winner in the end. 
And it was a very feminist winner, wasn't it, Zan? She was uh, having her hot girl summer just looking out for herself. She didn't have any young to care for, didn't have uh, a man, a, a mate to, to look in on. She just basically wanted to make herself nice and plump, build that beautiful hibernation coat around yeah. her and um, have she a hot hard, summer. She worked hard for the money. She, Grazer, 128 Grazer was her name. And 128 she did exa- Grazer. And she did exactly what the, the name suggests, what it says on the box. She grazed and grazed and grazed <laughs> and she won the competition. And she, I bet she's having an absolutely beautiful sleep. It's beautiful. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow had a big, unrelated to bears, big year as well. Oh, she- can I just add before we move on to bears? Yeah. Also, that um, the video that went viral socially too—the little kid that goes to touch the bear. <laughs> Can I pet that dog? Can I pet that dog? <laughs> of course, there's one someone the who best... only watches animal videos on social media. <laughs> one of the best videos on all socials, I can guarantee you. <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow uh, also had a very big year. What, what did she get up to in 2023? Oh, you know, the usual Gwyneth stuff, selling us really expensive stuff on Goop that we can't afford. And speaking of the Christmas list, have we missed it this year? Oh, my God. Has it even come out? I haven't seen it. Maybe it'll be coming out in the next week or so. It hasn't come up in my feed. Maybe people are sick of the Christmas list in this Cozy Lives crisis. That was the Macquarie word of the year if anyone missed it last year. Well done. See, just trying to... Just drop it in there, just make it work. Yeah, very relevant. <laughs> love um, it, love we'll, it. we'll check that. We didn't check that before today, but maybe it'll no. come through next week because we do love a bit of a Goop Christmas list. But well, maybe well, she had a bit more. T- busy, she had, busy, she had a bit yeah. less time, yeah, because she was busy with the ski trial, where um, <laughs> that was quite entertaining at the start of the year and very innocent as well in terms of the news cycle. It was quite enjoyable to check in with her quiet luxury dressing which happened every day, very conscious creams and woolen jumpers and, and just just quite luxury, which we found was a term for ver- how very rich people dress, which is they don't give a fuck about any how, what anyone else thinks. They'll just wear the most expensive clothes. They don't have to look great. They're not trying hard. But anyway, she was busy with that trial where the skier skied into her and she eventually won that trial. But then also she was busy doing something called rectal ozone therapy. <laughs> Which is, as far as we could gather from all of our research, of which we did a lot, was essentially <laughs> putting very expensive air up there so you could do some very expensive farts. That's it. It's a colonic of air instead of water. Yeah. It's like, you've got, what? go and buy something normal, Gwyneth. Just stop putting things in places. Like, just you, let the body take no. care of it. Your body will detox. You don't yes. need to push things up there and, and no. blow it out of there. No. Someone who was keeping it real and then some this year, and it really was her year, was Jamie Lee Curtis. I mean, we were all her when she said this on the red carpet. You too. Do a matinee. Coldplay. Do a matinee. What about a 12 noon concert, Coldplay? What about it? Bruce Springsteen. Do a fucking matinee. You're old. Why wouldn't you let me come see you, Bruce Springsteen, in your glory days? Pun intended. Do it at noon or one o'clock, two o'clock, two o'clock matinee, theater in New York, two o'clock. I will come and hear your five hour concert, Bruce, at two o'clock, and I'm going to be home and in bed by 7 30. Everybody loved this. We all want to go to the matinee or an afternoon show or even one that starts at five in bed by Absolutely. nine or ten. 
Absolutely. And at that time, when, when she said this, I was doing Rocky Horror Show and I started to gain a whole new appreciation for the matinee audience. And I realised, Jamie Lee Curtis is me. This is exactly how I feel. And that comment was not just, a, 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 I guess, a, a new idea that, that people should do these things if they're in musical acts or whatever or putting on concerts, but it was also a bit of a burn. Like, Bruce Springsteen, I'll come to your five-hour concert if yeah. you're doing it too. <laughs> Give you're us a chance. <laughs> you're old. She, it's brutal but wonderful. Yeah. That was one of the biggest videos that we posted because if in case you missed it, we like to post little videos put together by one of our wonderful bang babes, Claudine, who films us every week. Um, Thanks, thank Claudine. you, Claudine, you bloody legend. And, yeah, that was one of the biggest received videos because clearly it's something that the people want. I haven't seen any big changes so far, but hopefully in 2024 people will start bringing those gigs a little bit earlier in the afternoon or evening. And, of course, Jamie Lee finally won an Oscar for a lifetime of incredible performances and everything everywhere all at once, cleaning up at this year's Oscars all those months ago. And it was just so wonderful to see her you know, be celebrated in such a big way. She's just yep. such a great advocate too. If you don't follow her on social media yet, she posts really funny videos, but she also uses her platform to advocate for so many great causes, raises the profile of um, trans people in particular. Her um, child is trans, and so there's something that she's sort of, you know, again, going out to bat for those who are increasingly some of the most vilified community in the world and Jamie Lee just standing up there and standing up for the people that she loves and those huge communities is, is something to behold. So we bloody Absolutely. love bloody love Jamie Lee. Yep. Look, it was a great year to pop down the shops as well. You never know who you were going to bump into this year, did you, Miff? <laughs> well, this is always a highlight. Celebrities, they're just like us when they turn up in places <laughs> where you never expect them to turn up in Australia. Uh, always gives us great joy, especially when they're looking terribly out of place, i.e. Rod Stewart dressed in all white at Bunnings, captured uh, checking out the sausage sizzle at Bunnings. <laughs> I, I would, that was a huge highlight for me this year. And also then uh, followed up with Nicolas Cage turning up at a uh, an Asian grocer in Bustleton. So it's good to know they're Looking out really there. happy to have his photo taken as well. Totally, totally. They're out there, they're shopping, they're just like us, um, as we know. Yeah, it was. It, it's always great. So whenever you see somebody out in the wild who might be famous, just just let us know and ask for we a selfie. Absolutely, ask for a That's selfie. That's right. That's right. Everyone lost their minds when Rod Stewart went to Bunnings, didn't they? Apparently, he needed a bit of timber for his. Um, he was working on some model trains tra- because railways. he does model trains. Yeah, yeah. He loves- so yeah, those prices are just the beginning for, Which, for Rod. Just. Be- Begs the question, it's like you're on tour and, yeah, you're going to be here for a while. You're doing a bunch of tours and if, the older you get, the more space you have between the shows. So he's probably here for a few yeah. we- weeks. But still, it's like just so passionately into model railway that he simply has to build something while he's on the other side of the world. <laughs> he simply must continue to construct. And where yes. will he get his plywood from? The local Bunnings. That's um, right. He's dressed in all white. A very big year as well for prestige television. <laughs> We got the succession finale. I sort of feel as though, I mean, I know we talk about this a lot and I think we might have talked about it on Bang On. Are we at the end of this amazing era of prestige television myth? Do you reckon that we're kind of saying farewell to some of the shows that have been capturing people's hearts? And particularly when you think about like The Crown and how cooked that's gotten over the sixth season now it's become kind of a soap opera. Is it a weird time for prestige TV? 
I think so. I think there's so much more now because of all of the streamers. There's too much to choose from. People have actually kind of backed off deciding to choose almost. Mm. I know at least I have. They just get overwhelmed by it, which means, I don't know, it's, it doesn't feel as um, pressing to watch things as, as it once did. Mm. I'm actually going to bang on about something that is considered prestige television but it's taken me and and this is probably an indication of what you just said it's taken me probably two years before I've watched it right if that was the case two years ago you know like I don't know I've just kept putting it off all before two years ago I or a year ago I would have just gone in straight if people were talking about it I'd just watch it and now I just don't it takes me ages to work up to it and I'm not sure what's going on what about you well yeah I sort of I I I wonder actually from a purely kind of pragmatic point of view what the effects of the writers and actor strikes are going to have on how things roll out over the next two years because um as you and I know television takes a long time to make and particularly Mm -hmm. if you're working in these realms where it's really you know high-end television and there's a lot of people involved a lot of cooks um, they've just been on pause for so long. I wonder what that's going to mean for TV over the next coming years. Things like Severance, though, I'm excited about seeing the second season of that. That was one of those Apple TV shows that went really well and as you probably yep. forgot about because it was starting to film and then, of course, the strikes shut it all down. But, yeah, whether or not these things roll on, whether that dilution as well of content is going to make us just kind of give up and also the short attention span that we have, something that we talk about a lot on Bang On. Mm. Some people say to me, that they see the little clips of us on social media, 90 seconds of our podcast, and they're like, oh, that was so funny you talked about that. And I'm like, oh, did you listen? It's like, no, I just watched. I'm like, oh, you know there's yeah. a podcast. Like, no, this is enough. And I'm like, I can't argue with that. Like, that's <laughs> no, enough you for you. you know? That is us. That is us. Yeah. And that is how we feel. It's It's been overwhelming, I think, with the amount of content that's out there now. So thank you for, if you do listen. If you give us a good 40 minutes of your time every week, we love you. Mm. We appreciate you. Um, not everyone does that. Neighbours, of course – had its finale and then it came back. <laughs> I know, an emotional roller coaster for all of us. We cried, we laughed, we reminisced. We watched Neighbours for the first time in 25 years just at the finale and showed that we are fair weather friends. We really are fair weather friends. Um, but we were there and watched that final episode thinking it was all over and then they came back. Yeah, has anyone and checked on Guy Pierce? Because he really gave his all in that finale. <laughs> over three, it was like a three episode long finale and he just, he really came home and gave his all and then was like, wait, what? It's not cancelled. Yeah, gosh. You'd be a little annoyed, although no one ever said that they were, so that's good. And it's back on air. I haven't watched it, I admit. <laughs> I, I still need to catch up on that. But, You're not going to um, catch up. I'm not. I'm just not. Yeah, all the best. Are you? No. I, just, I was watching that finale with my hand on my phone, just Googling storylines to patch together the last 20 years that has passed since <laughs> I last watched Neighbours, <laughs> which I was obsessed with in the 90s, but really have not engaged with since probably, yeah, 1999. So I don't think I'm going to, in this sea of content, go back into Neighbours. But if you're a fan, and I know there are many people who There's are. There's lots of people. Um, then, you know, it's great to have Erin's back on our screens. That's right. I loved the first season of Alone in Australia as well. It's been renewed. We now know it's going to come back to SBS in 2024. But that was just a re- remarkable concept show that's been airing in North America for years and mm. coming to Australia, and they just nailed it. And, of course, at its helm, the, the winner, 
Gina, who was just phenomenal, um, who's been one of the bright lights, I think, in, in 2023, thinking about what matters and thinking about our connection to place and to earth and yeah. to how to sort of heal yourself through through those connections too. So that was really amazing, I think. What a woman. Uh, she actually just recently did an Imperfects podcast, if you want to listen to that. Um, they recorded outside in Tasmania, which is obviously, you know, no problem for her. But the, the fellas who host the podcast were cl- struggling in the cold. It was windy she, too. I saw some of the videos. Very windy. Yeah. Really windy, but she has such beautiful things to say and she's so smart. And if you get a chance, watch the Australian story with her as well. Yeah. It's really full on and probably might be a bit triggering for some people who may have experienced what she's experienced, which is the loss of a child. But it's, goodness me, she is a phenomenal woman, absolutely phenomenal woman. And, you know, I think inspiration is thrown around a little lightly these days, but she genuinely is Yeah. in terms of the way she dealt with her own grief and, and how she's using... You know, using her profile now to to speak about these things and I just think she's magnificent. Yeah, she really is. Also magnificent, the Beckhams. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) A year of, again, amazing kind of character documentaries on Netflix. We watched the Arnold doco. Um, There's a sly film, Sylvester Stallone, up there. Uh, Of course, we had the supermodels on Apple TV and Beckham, which was, as we realised, of course, produced by the Beckhams. Um, was really one of the the best doco series and branding exercises in in yeah. recent times, and we bloody loved it. Oh, it's lapped it up. It was too long, but lapped it up. <laughs> um, there were some fabulous moments where Posh was talking about driving to school, and and Bex chimes in from the kitchen. How did you? What sort of car did your dad drive you to school? And she's like, Well, it was a was it a Bentley, I think, or yeah, something like that. Well, it was a Bentley, but you know, we were middle class. It's like, no, you weren't, mate. It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. I just like seeing inside their houses and the tent, the the, the barbecue tent that he had out in the oh. backyard as well, with the full kitchen, <laughs> full like oh. man cave tent. Just extreme wealth on screen. Yeah, yeah, they're living their best lives. They really are. Um, Barbie had a massive year too, and not just as a cultural phenomenon of a film, but Barbie fashion, breaking records with Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie, making a name for themselves as female directors and producers, breaking mm. you know huge records in the box office. And that whole Barbenheimer thing that happened as well. No one's talking about Oppenheimer anymore, are they? They're, everyone's still talking about Barbie. It was an amazing year for, for feminist filmmaking on a grand scale. It'll be really interesting, Oscars time, what happens. Yeah. I'm actually really looking forward to that. It makes it exciting. Will they credit a movie that obviously had such huge commercial success and connected with so many people, but given its subject matter is Barbie, will that actually make it to winning all the awards that it so richly deserves? And also kind of goes into the realm of comedy too, which is something that the Oscars rarely recognise. As soon as there's a few laughs, it's like, no, it can't be a best film, but... I'm sure we'll find out about those pretty soon. Um, one of the biggest things that happened this year and for someone very close to our hearts. Oh, Kylie. She bloody took 2023 by storm, didn't she? she what did. a year for Kylie Minogue. It's as if she can't stop being excellent, you know, like... <laughs> Just try, mate. No, can't. Like she, she, she's thrown a few things at the wall lately that haven't quite stuck, but we always know that she'll come back. Like, you know, she's so reliable in that sense. It, it's, it's not like everything works for Kylie, but 
every couple of years it's like, bang, here you go, here it is, she's going to be at the centre of culture and that song Padam Padam became something huge all over the world. Again, putting her in the spotlight and she is how old now? 54? Yeah, 50, 50 odd. Um, yeah, f- just it's incredible. amazing. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. So what, like four decades now, close to four decades in, in pop music, which again, we talk about a lot, women in pop music, um, very disposed of, and the fact that she's been able to maintain that relevance, have one of her biggest years on record, certainly the biggest peak in her career for 20 years, yep. and just spread all over the world with that great video, with the viral nature of Padam Padam, what does it mean, whatever you want it to, and now doing a bloody residency in Las Vegas. Um, and still, you know, the side hustles with her Kylie Wan and what have oh, yeah. you. Like, she's always got a had a drink of that. Is it all right? Look, I, I, I mean, I, it's fine. I definitely had a, <laughs> had a hangover, um, but maybe it was because I just drank too much of it one night. It's a nice bottle. She's doing the non-alcoholic wine now as well, oh. which is good. So you can just enjoy a bit of Kylie and not have the hangover. That's maybe, right. Maybe I am the problem here. I shouldn't have drank a whole bottle of Kylie wine. Um, but, yes, it's uh, she's always got lots of plates spinning, and I love that for her. Brittany as well had a massive year, and obviously um, we've been talking about her over the last few years with the Breaking Free, but the memoir where she finally was able to tell her story, which I did read over yes. – <laughs> A night and a morning so I could bang on about it. You were quite delirious when you did. Go back to that episode if you missed it. It was amazing. (laughs) The Woman in Me, um, which have you read it yet, Miff? No, I haven't. I'm going to say my Christmas read. Yeah, it's really good. Like if if you didn't hear that episode, honestly, a great, great story and about five hours on an audio book, so not a long read. That's how I experienced it with Michelle Williams narrating it. But it mm-hmm. just, um, yeah, it's just, again, incredible to kind of capture that experience of a woman in pop music who had been exploited by so many people, mainly men, in her life for so long and finally getting her voice and being able to tell it how it was from her perspective too. Yeah, brilliant. Just really, really good. Um, Taylor Swift broke every record, as we know, and let's not forget that Kings of Leon were living their best Taylor Swift dreams when they took over a whole set of dunnies backstage at um, a festival <laughs> in the UK <laughs> and Groove Armada went at them. Oh, that was a highlight. That's just... a very good article. <laughs> just looking very chuffed there. Just I'd remembering. About that. That's so good. <laughs> oh, we can't, if we're talking about music, can't ignore one of the biggest artists of the year as well and indeed one of the biggest tours. Today ain't the day. Okay. Beyonce, the Renaissance. I was very lucky to see it back in May. Just incredible. Um, and now everyone can see it because the film just opened a week ago. I think it's yeah. Broken Records. Broke is one all the of box the, office records. Yeah, biggest Thanksgiving um, film ever. <laughs> everyone's turning up. Have you seen all the videos as well of everyone doing the um, the mute bit where everyone's got to be quiet in the concert and the whole cinemas yeah. are being mute and then exploding? So good. So good. So, so good. She released a perfume as well. Um, oh, I missed that. So, <laughs> can we talk uh, about no, it, remember? We did talk about that, but then I think I got taken over because Dolly released a fragrance. She did. And that's all I can remember this year. So sent sent from above. To... <laughs> Well, you don't want it sent from below, do you? <laughs> you want it from above for sure. Oh, do you reckon she knew when she was naming it that? 
Do that's a little bit of an elbow. <laughs> You're right. She's You're speaking, so right. Speaking directly to you. Lots of what the fuck moments this year as well. Let's go through them. The Idol, that sex scene. I still haven't watched anything more than that 10 minutes of The Idol. Not going to either. <laughs> People throwing stuff at musicians on stage. Remember that? Oh, mum's ashes to pink. That's, like, totally unacceptable. Hopefully that stops soon. People stop being the main character in your own story and allow other people to do their work on stage, which you've paid to see them to do, and stop putting yourself in it. It's just got to stop. Yes, Miff. People stop being the main character in your story. Mm. 2024 vibes. Girl dinner was a thing. We just call it can't be fucked, don't we? Yeah, CBF CBF dinner. dinner. (laughs) Easy dinner, whatever. It's, yeah. It's like girl, girl math was another thing justifying the price of something um, by doing various amounts of um, ridiculous math that make it make sense and make it worth it. So there was a lot of girl dinner, girl math. Were there any other girl things this year? Just lots of girl everything over the last few years. Yeah. I'm so sick of it. It's just kind of like it's belittling, I think, and it um, it frames things in a way that I don't think benefits us. While men get their friggin' Roman Empire bullshit. What oh, was all that about? <laughs> Yeah, what do you do? How often do you think about the Roman Empire? I actually think about the Roman Empire quite a lot. We didn't talk about this at the time. No, did we, we didn't. No, I think I might have oh, been actually, away. So we kind of one of those moments was huge in pop culture for about mm. ten days, and then it was gone. <laughs> yeah, I, look, I've got to be honest. Though, I'm more on the Pompeii tip than the Roman Empire. <laughs> I mean, it was part of the Roman Empire, but my mind goes to Pompeii at least once a week. Surely, where do, do you have a moment in history? <laughs> Renaissance. Oh yeah, I'm a bit of a Renaissance girl. I'd say that. Yeah. yeah. Um, probably the Medici era of the um, of Florence. <laughs> you know, they there invented maths. It's a big deal. They did. Yeah. They did. Um, speaking of great moments in history, Tube Girl. We never talked about that, but what the fuck was going on there, Tube Girl? Hang on, what was that? What was Tube Girl? It was I the girl that. Oh, had that like the lady the, that was on the tube that did stuff. The selfies with the you know on point seven or whatever, and she just kind of treat every tube like it was a catwalk. Much oh, short sure to the amusement. <laughs> How annoying. Go away. I don't want you on my train. <laughs> Just seriously, I'm on the train. Leave me alone. Let me sit and read my phone and not look at anybody. Um, oh, I just had a thought about something else that came up and it's completely gone. Um, <laughs> me forgetting oh, about things was another iconic moment of 2023. Yeah, I can't, no, it's, it's totally gone. It was in relation to Tube Girl, but I can't. I can't remember now. You uh, you explained to me that um, some people wear deodorant on their face to stop themselves mm. sweating. That's something that I didn't know about until this deodorant year. Deodorant on your face, apparently, on the top lip, if you have a tendency to sweat on your top lip. And apparently, too, deodorant under the boobs <laughs> is another thing which I was not aware of and um, apparently works. I still haven't tried it because... I'm flat out getting my sports bra on, sweating of a morning, so let alone putting deodorant on under there. Uh, it's a little difficult, but, um, yeah, genius. Give them a Nobel Prize. Oh, my God. It was a sad year as well. Got to pay tribute to a couple of legends, including... You must try to ignore that in me. Tina Turner passed away. She'd been unwell for some time. It's still very sad when we got the news yeah. that this icon had left us. Uh, just what a huge legacy she left for so many reasons as well. Such an empowering figure in music and for, for women around the world, right? Yeah. And look, if you get the chance to watch the documentary that's out on her and her life, it is 
absolutely magnificent. I, I, a lot of the stuff I didn't know about her, but the fact that she clawed her way to the top in her 40s with absolutely no support from anybody. Everybody said a woman can't be a pop star in her 40s and she basically just blew that theory out of the water. Yeah. And she was incredible and given she, she had to say goodbye to everything she'd earned prior to that in order to get out of a, an abusive relationship. Um, she, she really was extraordinary and um, sorely missed. And what great hits, what incredible hits and what legs and what power. Yeah, incredible. All of it. All of it. Sinead O'Connor also sadly died way before her time. This was really devastating when we heard this mm. news as well that she'd passed. And again, someone who used their platform much against what was the trend at the time in the face of um, a lot of anger, of people trying to shut her down, of a lot of cruelty. And she stood up always for what she believed in and for things that would ring true many years or decades later. Um, she was the one who was standing out on her very own and giving power to those who were feeling very powerless. And so it mm. was really devastating at the loss of Sinead O'Connor that, um, Absolutely. that she left us this year. Yeah. It was also a very big year for fashion. I gotta say, Mick, this is always your realm. You've brought me yeah. so much joy this week. What were some of your favourite moments of Fash? Well, Fash brings us all joy, I think. Um, fashion is very serious and we take it very seriously, but it's also fucking ridiculous. <laughs> and this is why we love it. Um, my, I think my number one this year was the uh, microscopic handbag. Do you remember that one that was not even the size of a pinprick? Uh, it was, was a Louis Vuitton, wasn't it? It was a Louis Vuitton and it was, it was so tiny that you, if you popped it on your finger, you couldn't even really see. It just looked like a bit of stuff from your teeth, essentially, like a herb <laughs> from a focaccia that you'd have at lunch stuck in there. A dried and, oregano. And, no, it's yeah, my Louis exactly. Vuitton. It's my Louis Vuitton that I paid, you know, gazillion dollars with for. <laughs> and look, great, great advertisement for the the uh, the. I, I guess you call them sort of a guerrilla art movement that came up with this idea, and also great promotion for Louis Vuitton because we're talking about it. As you say, <laughs> Zan, the system works. But yeah, it, it just meant that you could either have the handbag or you could have a bit of oregano. Either way, <laughs> you were you were in fashion, and that was great. Weren't they behind the Big Red Boot as well? Was that the same Art Gorilla uh, collective? They were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Big Red Boot that was basically just a ridiculous gum boot that made you look like, what's that character? I've forgotten already. Um, Mickey Mouse? Mickey, oh, one of those, <laughs> yeah. One of those. It was, it was it's cartoonish. Cartoonish. It looks quite comfy, actually. And, uh, yeah, I'm into it. And that was followed by the yellow croc yep. boot that also looks really comfy and I still haven't tried. But I did buy a pair of slippers. When I was in Korea, Zan, and I forgot to tell you, but they actually look like the top of it looks like they've, they've got wool on the inside and they're like a clog, but they look sort of rounded like the big red boot. Oh, my God. I'll send you a photo. Please do. I'll pop, I'll pop it up That sounds you. iconic. Yeah, they're really good. I nearly bought you a pair, but I didn't know your size. I know I bought you Crocs a couple of years ago for Christmas, but I didn't know your size. Which I still use them in my gardening Crocs. Yeah, they're the best. I told you. And a great flotation device if you ever want to go swimming in a river, as we have in our bang-on crocs. Yep. 
Stealth Wealth, which we kind of um, referred to earlier with mm. uh, Gwyneth Paltrow and um, her quiet luxury. That was a huge part of this year as well, that kind of those beige colours where you can't really tell mm. what the designer is. But if you have to ask, then you're not wealthy enough. Because That's all right. those in the know know exactly what that, you know, $2,000 cashmere sweater is all about. And the circum boob. I'd forgotten mm. about this, but the circum boob. How can you like- forget? I'm wearing it now. <laughs> How would you, for anybody who missed just talking about the circum boob, and it was an iconic episode, how would you describe what the circum boob look is? Oh, the look is basically if there's anywhere on, it, it's called circum boob because it, it, it covers the circumference of the boob. You wear a bikini top, perhaps, and not only do you show your cleavage and your side boob, but you also get the under boob as well. So it's all the boobs. <laughs> And, and look, boob I'm, I'm, orbit that you can take in in one glance. Absolutely. It's just, I mean, really, we're one step away from wearing absolutely nothing at all, which I totally endorse if that's what you want to do. <laughs> but um, I think uh, what bothered me about the circum boob was it was only the, the, the domain of those who could carry it off, yes. really. So I, you know, I, I started a campaign a couple of months ago when this came through to circum boob for all. And if you, like, feel free. Like, just, like, don't let fashion be only the domain of those who are, you know, built a certain way to, to wear it. If you want a circum boob, circum boob. Circum boob at Christmas. <laughs> circum boob. Circum boob at the work party. Enjoy it. A whole bunch of Enjoy family it. Christmases are just going to get a lot more spicy. <laughs> God, office Christmas party. Circum boob. Circum boob. What are you wearing? Circum boob. Miff told me I could. Yeah, fancy dress. Circum boob. Bloody go for it. Another yeah. great fashion moment, which has a beautiful crossover to a word that was talked about a lot this year, AI, the Pope Puffer. I think this is one of the first ever massive AI viral moments in that people honestly didn't realise it was artificial intelligence mm. generated, but we all thought, and I think we fell for it too, that the Pope was wearing an amazing white puffer jacket earlier this year. Incredible I mean, and it, scary. It w- wouldn't put, put it past the Pope to be rugged up like that because I think <laughs> there's, you know, there's some ill health there, but um, it really catapulted the puffer to a new level uh, of, of fashion, really. I mean, it's, it's always been there, but, but once the Pope's wearing it, that's an endorsement, but we found out it wasn't actually even endorsed at all, but I still think I'd, it, it's a dream that we can, we can have and it will happen. <laughs> Goes great with those red shoes. It's a dream that we will have and it can happen is the mm. sentence relating to AI most perfectly and we'll see where 2024 leads us. <laughs> of course, the our people of the year, if we're talking about the time person of the year, you can't go past. No, not Nikki. We're talking about the Matildas. This was their hype-up song and what a year it was. Sold-out arenas, stadiums, they captured the nation's heart, they elevated women's sport, they made us all 11 million people in Australia watched that final that they were involved in. It was... It was incredible. It, it blew everyone's expectations out of the water, but it also blew a lot of preconceptions about who watches women's sport, the number of people who want to be involved in women's sport and the value and the importance of women's sport. It was amazing. Thank you, Tillies. Thank you for uniting us as a nation, giving us so much joy to watch a whole lot of people who are now football slash soccer fans and, yeah, bringing women's sport absolutely up to the platform that it deserves. An amazing year and we are so grateful. Miff Warhurst, before we get into our bang on, 
our bang babe Liza, who's been working with us over the last few months and is a bloody legend, has sent me something titled <gasps> Bang On Blooper Reel and she said, don't listen no. to it first. Oh, God, no. This is going to be incriminating. We're never going to work at the ABC again <laughs> after this, are we? Should I'm I, scared, Zan. Should I press play? Press play. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, talked over. You know what? I don't mind it when you talk over. I should have just left that. All right. From the top. Make it stop. Oh, That's a wet. Oh, <laughs> you are a tyrant. Like, whose ass is that important that you need to spend that much money on a couch? Who will be the first to eat the nani? And will there be a security guard position to stop it? Or do they want people to eat the nani? Um. <laughs> Ooh. Bit waxy in there? No. Well, clean down. I'm in a hotel. I used a cotton bud. People think I sound like Patty and Selma from The Simpsons. It's not as sexy as you think. I know where your mind went. I know. Dirty bitch. Crass, absolute dirty bitch. How much poo have they got to do? Exactly. I mean, maybe their thumbs were on fire or something. I don't know. Is it dugong or dugong? Dugong. I'm really contradicting myself today, aren't I? Yeah. <laughs> I want to see this, you know, implemented in the block. I don't want to see any more oh mud rooms. God. I want to see a fuck up. <laughs> Bringing the high quality arts and culture criticism. That's what I'm here for. To the bang on audience, Zanro. That's what I'm here for. Cocaine bear, get your face in it. <laughs> Five stars. I've never seen so many snouts in uh, covered in white dust. Very, very good. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god, she's Liza. a genius, Liza. That is beautiful. <laughs> Why wasn't fuck hut your word of the year, Miss? <laughs> forgot about the fuck hut. Forgot about fuck hut. Oh my god! Thank you, Liza. Oh, so Thank silly. You, Liza. And what a jovial little uh, soundtrack she made to our absolute <laughs> frivolity every week. Just stupidity. Uh, bang on. What an amazing year it's been. We have one more episode next week, though, Miff. We're going to be banging back with our beloved Bang Fam, something that we do every year. This is That's right. This has got to be like our favourite episode of the year, right? Because it's kind of like a big list of awesome things that you can experience over the summer break. And our Bang Fam <laughs> just telling the greatest and wildest stories of how they discovered things as well. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's where we get to connect with you. And I know that we read your emails, or Zan does and she passes them on to me, but um, that's a really lovely way to connect, but we actually get to talk to you. So we love it. Yeah, it's going to be an amazing episode. We'll be getting into our bang back next week. We're going to be hanging out with the Bang Fam through 2024, massive run of dates. All the details are going to be announced Monday, this coming Monday. Uh, check the link in our bio for all those cities that we're going to be heading to, all corners of Australia. We're so, so excited. And, yeah, we're going to be um, bringing that love, that stupidity to stages all over the country. What are you banging on about this week, Miff? Um, I was going to talk about a prestige television series that oh, yeah. I didn't watch for a couple of years because it just fell off the list and I've kind of lost the vibe on watching these sort of shows. But I finally... I'm listening to uh, the people who tell me how great it is. Slow Horses is what it's called. <gasps> yes. And it's um, amazing. Gary Oldman is uh, the front of it and he plays this character who is just, well, Jackson Lamb, who's like really kind of rough and crude fella who's an MI5 agent in London who runs um, a, a place where all these disgraced MI5 agents 
have to work once Ooh. they've messed up in the work field. So they're, they're, they're deemed considered useless losers in the field <laughs> and, and untrustworthy. And essentially what that means is they kind of can then go under the radar because everyone doesn't expect them to be, actually be able to do their jobs. And it's fantastic if you like those sort of crime procedural things that um, – have fabulous acting and a fabulous cast and it's English so that it's always of a super high quality. It's brilliant. I just, I'm loving it. I'm, and there's three seasons of it and I'm in season two and, uh, yeah, it's worth it if you can get the chance. I think it's on Apple TV. Yeah. If you've got that. So um, that's how you can watch it. I love that you banged on about this because I literally was watching it pop up again and it's one of those shows that I'm the same. I'm like, oh, I've never gotten mm. around to that. So I'm going to watch it over summer too. So I'm glad that you're loving it because yeah. I'm really keen and, yeah, the new season has reminded me that I've never watched it. And I love Gary Oldman. He's so good. I know. He's so good. So good. So good. Um, What are you banging on about? I'm banging on about a book that I listen to. I often have two on the go, reading one, listening to another. And this is by Eleanor Catton, who wrote The Luminaries, which was an acclaimed very big book from a few years ago. Yep. And her latest book, which came out this year, is called Burnham Wood. And it is a an absolute ripper. Like, I haven't read The Luminaries but this book, and I want to now because she's such a great writer, but basically the story is, without giving too much away, it involves a guerrilla gardening group, a an American billionaire building a bunker in New Zealand, um, a kind of hack, very ideological amateur journalist who's trying to find the truth of things, a guy who heads up a pest control company that's just been <laughs> knighted, so he's a lord. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on. What a on. list of people. It's wild and it's a thriller and every chapter is told from a different character's perspective and some of them overlap and at the end of every chapter there is a real cliffhanger and then it goes to someone else's perspective and you're like, oh, my God, what's happened? And you've got to wait until it comes back. They share the perspective where it goes back after the next chapter to where you were and it's just brilliant. Like I just couldn't stop listening to it. If you read it, you won't be able to stop reading it. I just actually Righto. posted a review of it on my Instagram, which I do with all the books I read. If you want to yep. check it out, highly recommend. Burnham oh. Wood, Eleanor Catton, loved it. It's so, so good. Very good summer read if you're a Holiday you're read. It. Very great holiday read. Wow, that was a very big episode, but it's been it a, a very big, episode, big year. But it's, the, it's the end of the year. We had to we had to cover all of the all of the incredible stops that we've made along the year. <laughs> <laughs> Music, art, life, stuff, bears, whatever takes your fancy. True. Um, and we'll be banging back with you, our beautiful Bang Fam, next week. Cannot wait for that. I'll see you then, Miff. Yep. See you then. Bye, babes. Hang on. Question, was fuck up this year or last year? I can't remember. <laughs> far far <laughs> be it from us to be factually correct. <laughs> no one comes here for the 